Hey there, welcome to Business Breakthroughs. I'm your host, Neil DiPentino. So glad you could be with us today. Uh, our guest, we got a great guest for you today. He has um, 20 years plus uh, experience in business management, sales, he's worked with startups, uh, staff development. Uh, he's helped a lot of different kinds of businesses with systems and strategies. We're gonna get into that. He's also the author of a, a new book. We're gonna talk about that a little bit. And he is a business growth coach. Please welcome to the show, Paul Mooring, AKA the growth guy. Paul, welcome to the show, buddy. Thank you, thanks. This has been great uh, getting this set up and looking forward to this call. So it's finally here. Fantastic, absolutely. You know, we were talking offline a little bit about, you know, New Year's resolutions and kind of simplifying things. And, uh, and we're gonna get into this in just a little bit, but really your whole idea of of business is basically making it simple and effective for the people that you work with. So, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that here in just a minute, but before we do, we'd like to find out a little bit about Paul and what Paul's all about. Sure. Well, I was born in the, no, just kidding. I, <laughs> I won't go back that yeah, far. <laughs> I set you up really good for that one, right? Or you set me up, one of the two. I love it. <laughs> I will say though, that I grew up in Minnesota and I spent half my life there. So I'm a Minnesota Vikings fan. And then I moved to Arizona. I've spent half my life in Arizona. So I'm also a Cardinals team. So you want to get a good weekend for me. Let both of those teams win. Bad weekend, both of them lose. So yeah. <laughs> you know, when you have two teams, you you have at least at least think that one of them will get away with the win. But you should I have started, a 50 shot, right? I know it feels like it, but both teams kind of struggle from time to time. Um, I started my coaching business in January of 2020. I was in the insurance industry for several years as a sales manager and always wanted to have my own gig, my own business. And I started prepping to get into business for myself in 2013 when I put myself through a coaching certification program, knowing that someday I would be a coach. And then seven years later is when I jumped out of the airplane and uh, built the airplane on the way towards the ground. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. But it's been a lot of fun and um, very rewarding. You know, a lot of the coaches that we talk to on this show kind of have similar backgrounds where they were in the corporate world for a while, uh, learned all kinds of stuff. It's kind of great when you can work for a company and, 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 and you know, and make a, a nice living and learn at the same time. But then, you know, when everything's kind of said and done, you've got all this knowledge, you got to do something with it. And it just like eats at you until you can get it out. And so coaching just seems to be a really great avenue for that. Oh yeah, big time. And you, you're kind of reminded over time what you know. And when you're working in a corporate environment, you're learning things every day, but you don't get to see the stack of things that you've learned until you get out and you start using them and think, oh, wow, you didn't know this? Well, that's pretty basic, isn't it? I mean, and, and if they haven't been in that kind of a situation or haven't been through what you've been through, it's hard for them to turn to that same page. Right, exactly. Yeah. And I think a lot of young people that are in business getting started and everything uh, can find a lot of value in working with somebody who's got, you know, experience and, you know, some some wisdom that they can impart on them, uh, you know, from all those years. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And if you can speed up the failures, right, because <laughs> we're all going to have failures and setbacks, but if you can speed those up, and get through them more quickly to get you to that uh, opportunity to be successful, that anytime you can pave that road a little bit better for that next person, um, it, they'll be miles ahead. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, and, and you talk about, you know, problems or, or, or trying to, to solve, you know, situations and that type of thing. Well, you know, that's really kind of what business is all about. We're all about trying yeah. to find strategies to help solve problems, whether it be something as simple as creating a menu at a restaurant that is going to, you know, that people are going to want to, to get them to come back more often. They want to eat uh, your food. They want to talk about that type of thing or something that's like totally uh, way out there. That's way beyond my, my scope of thinking, but I mean, it, it could be really anything. Yeah, it is. And when we start working with a client, we're trying to uncover those, those pain points, you know, what's really hurting. <laughs> if you're a kid and you come in from the, the playground and you're crying to your mom and she looks down at you and sees that your knee is bloody, uh, that's what we've got to fix. Right. And, even though we're we're big kids, we have the same issues. We've got problems that are going on in our business, things that aren't going well, things that we'd like to repair. And a coach is a great way to help you get focused in on what you what you need to do to turn the corner and get that that pain behind you. Get the bandaid on, get the healing started, so that you can move forward. Well, so you coach in a lot of different areas: uh, business growth, and uh, sales. You work with startups, um, you know, staff development, and that type of thing. You talk about the Get Squared process. In fact, you wrote a book about it. We're going to talk a little bit about that here in a bit. So, tell us a little bit about that process and what that's all about. Well, it seems to me that every successful person, every successful person that's on that real high echelon of success has used goals to get there, okay? But a lot of us, especially like New Year's Eve resolution type goals, a lot of us have done such a lousy job of setting goals that we just stop doing it anymore. People hate to fail. So instead of failing, if they can find an excuse not to even set that goal, then they don't have to worry about failing at that goal. Well, we try to turn that corner and help educate people on how to set goals in a different fashion. And then we get them to focus in on getting their goals. Instead of being a goal setter, we want them to be goal getters. And then the biggest thing I think that this Get Squared process initiates is a balance. Because I would go to some business owners and they would put together this huge business plan, 35 pages. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful. They present through it. And oh my goodness, this looks like it's going to work unbelievably well for this year. Three weeks later, just as a follow-up experiment, I could call them and say, hey, could you send over that uh, that business plan that you had put together again? They'd be like, uh, oh yeah, I got to, uh, let me track that down. So yeah. in three weeks, they've already forgotten where it's at. Well, the problem is that if you set too heavy a goals in one category of your life, then it kind of can crush the other categories. So we help them set goals in four different categories of their life so that they can maintain a balance. And if they're paying attention to all four of these quadrants, then they can grow in each one of them without leaving one behind. Because when you leave everything behind, if you're going to focus on your business that you're so heavily that you're going to work a 90-hour week, how's that going to do for life at home? Mm-hmm. Probably not going to have a very favorable outcome if it's if it's not just during some peak season or something like that. If you're doing it for a sustained period of time, it just is not sustainable without causing some damage. Now, you mentioned four different areas. Uh, that What are those areas? So the... Personal, business, spiritual, and family. 
So we have them kind of put those in order. And, and when we talk somebody through the goal square the first time through, we'll tell them to think about the, the wheels on their car. So you've got four tires on your car, four wheels on your car, and you're driving down a road that's two lanes. Speed limit 65, so you're going a cool 74. <laughs> and you're headed towards oncoming traffic and cars are coming by. If you were to blow that left front tire out of the car, what happens is the car turns towards the middle lane or the middle of the road. And if you cross that yellow line and there's an oncoming car coming at you, bam, it could be a head-on a head -on collision, right? So we have them take that first upper left quadrant of their goal square and we have them set that as their most important goal. And when I started using this was with business owners, especially as a sales manager, and I'd go out and I'd sit down with my business owners, they'd get a little defensive and they'd say, well, Paul, now listen, I, I want you to know that business isn't my left front tire. And I'd say, well, I'd hope it wasn't your left front tire because you've got your wife and your kids at home or your husband and your kids at home. And I would presume that maybe that would be your left front tire. And they'd be taken aback by that. And they'd think, well, what is my sales manager doing coming out here and not just drilling me on sales and performance in my business? And again, I've just found it to be so much more helpful to have them balanced and having them build their own plan. If I shove a plan down their throat, they're not going to be really committed to, to hitting that plan or those goals. But if it's their idea and it's something that they bought into, it works much better to get them where they want to go. I love that whole concept. It sounds wonderful. And, and I totally agree. I mean, and then when it comes to like my business world, my business life, you know, I, I kind of do something very similar to that, but it's always family first uh, mm -hmm. and, and my, my uh, spirituality, you know, first as well. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think everything else has to fall in, in place with that. Uh, and in doing that makes me happier. It makes my family happier. I come home at night and they're glad to see me when I walk through the door, uh, makes me a better employee, a better, you know, boss makes me a better business person. So, uh, it helps me to focus on those things when I'm away from the home too. So I really, I really like what you're saying. I think that's awesome. Uh, can, can you give us maybe some examples of where you've uh, used this concept and, and how it's worked and what the results have been? Yeah. So, I think the most fun part of, of writing a book is getting the first copy. So when they send it to you in the mail and you open up that box and there's your book and it has your name on it, it is a really neat process. So kind of on a complete side note, if you're thinking about writing a book, push forward and do that. It really is a neat experience. But the other neat thing about it is that as time passes, people are using the tools that you put forth in that book and they don't tell you about it every day, but you'll see somebody six months later or a year later, and they'll say things that just are, they're so rewarding. So they'll say things like, Hey, I've been using that goal square. And I'll tell you what, I've lost 30 pounds over the last year and a half. And it's all because the way that I restructured my goals to put more of the goal square process in place. And I'll be like, wow, I just love to hear that because ultimately my mission as a as a business growth coach and as a speaker and an author is to touch a million people in a positive way. So touching those million people one at a time is very rewarding when you get to get to hear that feedback on what's working. So I've gotten to see 
a lot of people. And then every client that I deal with that I work with as a business coach, we start out on the goal square. So we get into the habit of this goal square right from the start. And I've got a copy right here just to kind of give you an example. It's very basic, very straightforward. There's an electronic version too, if people want to fill it out online, but it's, it's a tool that doesn't require you to put together a 25 page business plan to do. And if on Tuesday you look at your goal square and you say, you know what, this has gotten messy. I've been scribbling on it. I spilled a little coffee on it. All right, start a new one. You don't have to wait till January 1st. You don't have to wait till the first of the month to do it. You can decide on a Tuesday, I need to refresh my goal square. I need to get some things back and check here. I need to build these plans. And then from the goal square to actually building it into activities is where some basic time management hacks come into play. And they're so basic and so simple. Time management is not rocket science. It's just executing on what you know you should be doing. So if you can take that and put it into your schedule, your daily, your weekly schedule, now all of a sudden you've got something that's happening on a regular basis. We don't miss many doctor visits that we have on the schedule. And me personally, if it's a golf day and I've got a 7.47 tea time, I'm not going to miss that tea time. It's yeah. on the schedule, 7.47. So you could take those, those activities and you put them on your schedule, you time block, and all of a sudden you're getting done what you need to get done and when you need to get it done. Fantastic. So, you know, goal setting is only as good as, I guess, maybe the person who actually is setting those goals. And it all comes down to, you know, execution. And that includes, you know, accountability. You know, so I can create all kinds of goals, but if I'm not accountable for what I'm doing, uh, then it really makes no sense to even sit down and and no matter what the, the program is. So, but you you offer support and accountability to your clients. Can you tell us a little bit about what that looks like? Yeah, from a coaching standpoint, we're meeting, most of our clients will meet every two weeks. And I'll be darned if the night before we meet, they're not working late to get whatever it is that they had to get done for homework done, you know, because really that's what we are. Um, I had a, I had an instructor once that told me that people are like tea bags. They don't work unless they're in hot water. And that's really true. We get our most, our best work done when we're under pressure for a deadline of some sort. Now, if it's a really pressing deadline and it can crush us and put us in the corner curled up with our thumb in our mouth, that's a different level of pressure. We don't need to be under that much pressure, but that pressure of having that accountability partner to chirp at you and keep you in check is helpful. And so if I've got something that's going to just be followed up with in two weeks, that's one thing. But if somebody's going to be doing something really important over the next three to five days, then I'll send emails or text messages and just get in their ear and remind them uh, what they should be doing. And uh, they, it seems like they really appreciate it. And we love accountability. You know, if you're going to, let's say that you want to get in shape and you've decided to hire a personal trainer, the personal trainer is not going to, you know, teach you things that are, again, rocket science. Oh my goodness. I'm showing up at the gym three times a week when I'm supposed to show up. That's really what it's about is that you've got an appointment, you're paying for that appointment. And then you go in and the person pushes you through another couple of sets or another couple of reps. And I always remember my favorite trainer that I had, he he always made a point to get me ready to renew my training services and or his training services. And we'd be in the gym and I'd be 
cranking through those last few sets and I'm dying. I'm looking at my watch thinking, please be over soon. <laughs> and he, and he kind of kneel down next to me while I'm in a puddle and he'd say, so do you think you'd work this hard without a trainer? <laughs> and really that's what accountability is all about. It's pushing you to do the things that maybe you don't want to do, but somebody can hold you to the fire on that. I think it's awesome. I, I, you're right. Everybody needs to have somebody to hold them accountable. Um, I have partners in my business that hold me accountable and I hold them accountable as well. Uh, and there's certain tasks that need to be done. There's certain goals that we have set as a company that, you know, need to be achieved and we need to know where we are, where we are with that at any time. And, you know, I don't like, I mean, I like what you were saying. I understand that people kind of do wait till the last minute and under pressure, they, you know, they seem to perform pretty quickly. Uh, I'm more of the, uh, kind of guy who likes to like that long-term type thing. I like to do it as, you know, kind of have things ready as I'm going along. Do you work with clients that seem to, I mean, aren't everybody the same uh, or do you have clients that work like, like I do? No, no, absolutely. We have clients that work like that. And if they can get, if we can get them locked into their long-term vision, then what we try to do is get as many things as we can built into habits so that the habit of doing X, Y, Z every single day just becomes natural to them. So they can do it while they're yawning, while they're sleeping, right? They're just going to get through those activities on a regular basis. We call those RPAs, revenue, ah, revenue producing activities. And a lot of times, again, if we can get them really clicked and locked into their long-term vision, and then they bring that back and start developing these RPAs and developing them into systems that they're just executing on a regular basis. The result comes pretty predictably, but it has more of that long-term thought process that you've got going. That's the way I like doing it as well. I don't like things being events if I can help it, but human nature has people in that zone. And I think you develop out of that because when right. I was younger, I, I really, I kind of enjoyed the pressure. <laughs> so yeah. I would kind of put myself in these positions. And then when you miss hitting what you wanted to hit a few times, you think, well, if I would have prepared a little better, maybe that would have come out differently. So then you start making adjustments and you start getting wiser. And uh, yeah, the best scenario is clockwork. These things are done and they drive you towards that goal that you're trying to hit. You know, it sounds like a simple process. We were talking before we started the podcast for the recording. Uh, you know, my uh, goal for this year, my New Year's resolution is to simplify everything. Um, you know, I've been, you know, knocking my head against the wall for many, many years, you know. So it sounds like the process is really not super complicated. You don't have to be a rocket scientist, but you do need somebody that's going to help keep you accountable and kind of teach you the way. And that's really where you come in with your coaching. Yeah. And I would say one of the, the biggest things that we coach on is that because we'll work with a lot of entrepreneurs, but we'll also work with C-level folks and try to help them develop themselves and develop their operations. One of the challenges that we see is that person is so good at what they do that they don't want to give it to somebody else. And, the, you know, you've heard the phrase, well, if you want to get it done right, you got to do it yourself, right? Mm. And now all of a sudden you're working 90 hours because you're the only one that you can trust to get things done. The people yeah. around you are eventually going to just let you do it because they don't want to work 90 hours, right? right? But if you can chip away at that and start 
if your training program is good enough, you can train anybody to do what you do. Maybe that's just that one or 2% of the things that need to be done that have to be done by you. Everything else you can train other folks to help with. And that's that process that we put people through. We call it systemization um, or systemating, excuse me, but it's really a systemization of their business so that they can get down step-by-step step what it is that they do, then they can teach somebody else to do it. It takes other people way too long to learn if you're going to just show them over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. But if you can build it into a system, people can learn it quicker and then you're off the hook on those things. And right. then you have to accept a, a slight level, a slight opportunity for growth because that person isn't you. So you've got to expect a smaller level that will grow over time to get them to the point where they're proficient. And then they might get better at you in that particular task. And that's what you're really hoping for since you have talented right. people that can do it better. Right. So you really have to re, uh, rearrange your, um, not rearrange, but um, your uh, expectations need to change a little bit because you're right. They're not you. They don't have the same maybe knowledge that you have. They may not have the same desire or passion that you do. So you kind of have to adjust for that. But by doing that, um, you know, I think what I'm hearing you say is that they could build into build it up and potentially could have could be another you could be like a clone in some extent. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then some people will get stuck on, well, nobody can do this. So I'm, you know, I'm just going to do it myself. Well, wait a minute now. What yeah. if somebody could do 50% of this? Are you telling me you can't teach them to do this part of it? Seriously? I mean, yeah. get them doing just that part and it cuts part of your workout. And then you start getting comfortable with that. You build the system, build the system. And now, even if they're handling 90% of that task, which you've got to handle the 10%, you've taken 90% of it off of your plate. Yeah, it gives you, know? you time to do more important things like that 747 uh, golf tea time. The golf tea time, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so uh, let's talk a little bit about your book. We're running, we're getting close to the end of our, our time together. I want to make sure that we touch on that. Uh, the name of the book is Get Square, the Get Squared Process. Uh, it's kind of what we've been talking yeah. about. Talk a little bit about that. And, and what was your motivation to write that? Well, I had a buddy of mine that wrote a book. His name is Jeff Hastings. He wrote a book, an insurance book back in like 2001. And I thought to myself, wow, I would always, I would really love to write a book how did this guy write a book? This is just not fair that he's got a book and I don't have a book, right? That's 2001. But because I'm always trying to focus on spending my time at revenue producing activities, the book could never rise up to the level of importance to actually write it. And then COVID hit. So I started my business in January of 2020. I went to 26 networking events in the first month. COVID started shutting those down. <laughs> I think by the end of February, I had maybe three to five networking events that I attended. I wanted to go speak to build my business. So I had a speaking gig in early February, had another one scheduled for late February, canceled. I'm like, what am I going to do with all this extra time? So I sat down and said, all right, how about you write a book? And I just got started on it. I've got 10 outlines for books started. What will happen is, let's say I'm going on a trip and for some reason in an airplane, before I fall asleep, <laughs> I'm very creative. My mind will come up with these ideas 
And so I would start writing these outlines down. I'll be like, oh, this would be a good book someday. And then the next flight I'd go on, I'd start another one. But I just never had time to finish them. So this one, I just thought. So the reason why I wrote the book is because COVID hit in January of 2020. And so did my business start in January 2020. So I went to 26 networking events that first month. By February, March, they were all gone. I was speaking to help grow clients. I got one speaking gig in and then the next one got canceled and those were gone. And all of a sudden I had all this time on my hands and I thought, uh oh, what am I going to do here? So the book became an idea. I had 10 outlines written and I just decided to myself, all right, let's pick one outline and let's go with it. So I took that outline for the goal getting process that I use with my business owner since 2003 or 2004. And I had really perfected it over those years so that it was like my own little science that I, that I use with my business owners. And so I thought I'm going to write a book. It's going to be a short book because most of the people, if they're in sales, they're in management, you look at a really thick book and you think about what door you can use that book as a doorstop for. So I built the book so it could be read in a very short period of time. But then if you implement the ideas in the book, it'll take some more time to get those things synced in. But if you do it, if you use it and you run with it, it'll make a big difference in your life. And I have found over and over again, it helping me but also helping other people. And I just find that very, very rewarding to see that happen. And I, you know, what I like about that the most, I think, is I hear, uh, you know, there's a lot of far-fetched concepts and stuff on the internet. I mean, you can pretty much, you know, uh, plug any keyword in, you're going to find something that's uh, somewhere somebody's helping you make a million dollars while you're tying your shoes. Uh, yeah. But this is, this is stuff that you've actually lived. And before you wrote the book, and before you actually started using this as an exercise in your business, you actually used it in your job. So you've, for years, you've perfected this whole concept, and and then and then made this into a, a situation where other people can either learn from you as, from a coaching standpoint, or they can learn from you from the book. I think it's great. Yeah. And again, kind of going back to what I was saying earlier, that the most successful people have goals. You know, you want to look at successful basketball players. You look at um, professional athletes of any sort. They have goals and they have things that they're striving towards. But a lot of people that are outside of that zone don't. They don't set goals. They don't want to set goals. Why? Because they don't want to fail. They set the goal and they fail and they feel like a loser. Mm -hmm. They don't want to do that. So instead of setting any goals, they just skip that whole process and they feel better about themselves. Well, we'll take them and teach them how to set goals in such a way that they can get them. And then once you start winning, it's just like a football team that's on a roll. You start winning, you step on the field that first day and you, I'm sorry, that first quarter, you anticipate winning the game, expect to win the game. So once you start making some of these goals come true, you start getting your goals, you build all kinds of confidence and you can get on a roll and make some really great things happen. Then that spreads down to your team members if you got them as well. So that's where it really comes in handy is you take the concepts, 
and you start rolling it down to your team members. And now all of a sudden you've got a whole group of goal getters instead of goal setters that set their goals and forget them in three days. Outstanding. So listen, we have come to the end of our time together. Unfortunately, this is all really good stuff and I really appreciate you being on the show. Um, but before we go, we want to find out how we can get our hands on your book and how we can get in contact with you to find out right. more about you. Yeah, the best way, my website is spaulmooring.com and you'll find a link to find the book on there. The book is also on Amazon. It's in Barnes and Noble as well. But um, yeah, spaulmooring.com is the best way to go and you'll find contact, ways to contact me on there as well. Outstanding. Well, again, thank you. We're wonderful guests. Look forward to uh, talking with you more down the road and everything. But that is our show for today. And folks, thank you so much for joining us. Business Breakthroughs is sponsored by Titan Media Works. Check us out at titanmediaworks.com. That's work spelled W-O-R-X. And also check out all of our other great hosts on the Small Business Delivered Network at smallbusinessdeliver.com. Until next time, have a great day. We look forward to seeing you again. Bye-bye.